This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Shout out to everyone hanging out on Twitch this morning. Big Boss Marshall asked, asked our guy Dr. Dre, resident Cowboy fan, what do the Cowboys need? So I wanted to start there because he's starting to see the uh, the smoke screens coming from that side, from the Dallas area now. Because Jerry Jones comes out and says when he sees Pitts and Dak Prescott, he sees sugar plums. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Like, what do we... what? If the Cowboys, where they're at already with draft position and the offense, offensive weapons they already have, if they were to do something stupid to try to obviously trade up, I don't think that Pitts would be there by then, which that's another thing we're going to get to with that, that mock draft. But I believe that they would have to trade up something, at least a few spots. If they did that, if they gave up equity that they have built into their team to move up just to grab Pitts to a team that um, how much ball do you have to throw around? We have talked about maybe Gallup leaving. Yeah. Um, and that would open up some more opportunity, but it just doesn't fit. They have more holes they need to fill right now. And going to Dr. Dre's answer, he says they need a left tackle first. And, you know, that's interesting. I have Lance's mock draft pulled up here, and he's got them taking Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman out of Northwestern. So that the Cowboys, if they can bounce back health-wise, their offensive line can be okay, but they are getting a little old. So it they could definitely – use a little infusion of youth into that. And Lance's mock draft here, this one was in a late March. I believe the 29th is when Lance posted this one. But he has Pitts fallen. He has him fallen all the way to the Giants at number 11. I, I mean, tight end is a position, though, where it, you don't get a lot of value placed on tight end. It, you know, it, it's something that could fall. Typically, it's going to be quarterbacks, guys that go get the quarterbacks, and guys that protect the quarterback that go the highest in these drafts, which makes a lot of sense. But, you know, so maybe Pitts is there for Dallas. It, the, the crazy thing is, could Jerry contain himself and pass on Pitts if he's there when they pick? That's the thing. They would, yeah. have, to, they would have to tie him down, you know. <laughs> he, he, he's got the same card he had Johnny Manziel written on. He yeah. just flips it over and he puts Pitts on there. They're like, somebody stop that man. But – all right, so let, let's see what the thought process there for Lance was because we talked about that, that five, four, five, six range Dolphins, Lions, Panthers, Broncos, then Cowboys. You say there which one of those teams would go out straight up and get him. We talked uh, Lions already went out and used Hawk, uh, a lot of equity last year in, in Hawkinson. Yep. Carolina has receivers. Oh, yeah. Denver has uh, Noah Font. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then you start saying, could he fall? If if Atlanta didn't take a chance, if Cincinnati goes and gets the lineman that we say, if the Dolphins stop right there though, because I think that it's if if that all happens for, to me, in my opinion, it, maybe it's it's Chase to the Dolphins or it's Pitts. Yeah, I, I think that's where they would probably lean right now. If I might even think about trading down a little bit more if I'm Miami, if I could, you know, I why not? And they've been so good at acquiring picks like that one because you're still going to get one of those elite wide receivers even if you bump down a couple more spots. Yeah, no, I just, I just, but seeing that they've traded twice now in this yeah. offseason, it's like, I, I, once that we're gonna we're gonna go back to that. Once that fourth pick goes down, 
with Atlanta, that phone's going to start ringing. People oh, yeah. know. People know once, say even the three pick and Jones gets taken on a, that high, and if you have Jones way lower on your board, that automatically just opens up everything you possibly want. And if, okay, let's say that you're one Washington football team, a team that had a real stout defense, a team that could maybe make some moves to trade up. Are you, are you calling them? Are you, are you, are you, if you're Washington, are you trying to get in there knowing that they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, the journeyman? I mean, we just looked it up during the break. He is 38. I mean, he's 38 going on 40 to yeah, 44. I just got to at some point try and, and fix the quarterback position here. Especially when you have a defense like they did. Yeah. A team that, that, I mean, they had their moments last season. They were impressive. Imagine what a quarterback that could actually throw the ball would do there. But for now, they they plug in Fitzpatrick. Is, does that make them, as far as win totals in that division, we talked about Cowboys, Cowboys with a win total of nine and a half, right, be, be, right behind them at second in the division, the Washington football team, eight wins. Yeah. Look, I mean, they, they were pretty decent last year. If they get anything out of their quarterback position, they're going to be a team to deal with. Fitzpatrick sure. makes them better automatically right off the top. I, I guess. I guess you got to like Terry McLaurin, right? Because whoever the number one receiver is with Fitzpatrick, he just peppers that guy with targets. Remember what he did with Andre Johnson, and pretty much everywhere he goes, Devonte Parker, he he locks onto a number one receiver and turns him into a stat superstar. But I just. I feel like regression's got to be coming at some point, right? At the end of the day, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he's 38 years old. Yeah, like, you know? <laughs> like that's all you got to say. Yeah. But they, Adam, I guess, let, let's call him a little baby weapons. Curtis Samuel, yeah. Adam Humphreys, yeah. you know, yeah. call them baby weapons. Just, they, they did, they, if you, would you rather have the two weapons of receivers that the Patriots picked up or Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys? I'd rather have the Washington guys. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's to me is 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 there people in place? They still got the the two Sims, Cam Sims and Stevens. They Logan Thomas. How big of a of of, yeah. a, of a fantasy asset did he turn into towards the end? That, he did. I I hate to say that I like them. I don't. I'm I don't necessarily. They're they're a hard team to say. Man, I like them. You know, like the Washington. They don't even have a a name. <laughs> I mean, the Washington football team. You know, they were like when you bought the off-brand football game growing up. The team, the, the game that didn't have the the player rights. <laughs> they're the RC Cola of football teams. Yeah, they're the RC Cola of, of football teams. That's exactly what this is. But you throw Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. It just, I'm thinking that they're going to be on the phone as well. Why not? No, I, I think so. They they need to get that fixed. So. I did want to get to this Texans tease that we were talking about a little bit here before last break. And, you know, keep in mind, Texans don't have a first or second round draft pick. If you want to go over to SportsMap Houston on YouTube, our own Lance Zerline does a video about the Texans draft and what he anticipates that they can get done in this draft. And get this, Lance predicts that it's not crazy if the Texans walk away with three starters. From this draft. And keep in mind, they don't have a first or second round. Three starters. Blow the whistle right there. Three starters. Three starters. For a team that doesn't have a pick into the third round. Yes. What does that tell you? You guessed it immediately. What it tells you is the roster is so bad. Thin. Thin. That they should be able to find improvements at three different positions with their third, fourth, and fifth round picks. That That is what Lance thinks. 
He believes that there's a lot of talent on the interior offensive line in this draft, so he wouldn't be surprised if they get a guard at some point in the third, fourth, or fifth round. He said receiver is so deep that they may be able to get somebody that could that could start, that could be a starter at receiver. And, of course, we know there are issues in the secondary. So, you know, maybe they're able to find a corner in the middle rounds that's better than what they have on the roster right now. I thought that was crazy, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, who does this rookie have to beat out? Not that many people are that good. Randall Cobb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's That rookie's coming in there yeah. with a chip on his shoulder. He's looking around like, all I got to do is beat these guys? Yeah. I just goes to, when you told me that the first thing that came out my mouth, I was like, man, that that goes to tell you how thin they are. How many teams are coming into this draft saying that we're expecting our fourth, fifth rounders to be hopefully be starters, yeah. hopefully be <laughs> make an impact. It's usually, true. Usually, those are the guys you know when you get to that fourth, fifth, fifth round. Let's say at least okay, third, fourth, those guys you can still find a lot of. But in that fifth, it's like all right, well, we're going to develop. Yeah. <laughs> they they use the word develop. Um, plans in the future. This is where our plans are going in the future. When you do this, it's immediate impact. That's what Casario is going to have to be using. We're going to bring these guys in. They're smart football. They're good football locker room guys. And we're looking for them to make an immediate impact to this organization. Yeah. That's, I don't like that. No, it's scary, but it makes sense if you think about it. Other football teams draft guys in the third and fourth round that become starters. It happens all the time, Jerry. It just hardly ever happens in Houston. That's the problem. You're supposed to nail a third or a fourth round pick from time to time. So I actually have some high hopes for Nick Casario. I like the moves that he's made this offseason. More in the restructuring of contracts. There's not a bunch of free agents that I love that he brought in. But I do like that he turned over the roster, that it's going to be all about competition. You know... How many people did he bring in? It was a ridiculous number. So we're going to have some new faces. Let them fight it out. And I'm happy with the moves that he's making. So let's just cross our fingers that he can nail a couple of these picks here. What he's being, what 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 he was dealt. Let's just talk about. You know, yeah, he's trying to play with 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 two seven offsuit. You know, in poker, the worst hand they gave him, basically the worst hand. I say like that because when you have a total of. Uh, under four and a half wins for a season that that added a game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If this was uh, the old ways with sixteen games, that means that their win total would be like four, four, maybe maybe three and a half, depending uh, depending how they rate their last final game that they added um, as far as opponent. But say on a, on a sixteen game season, they would have been a four, maybe a three and a half over under team. Yeah. Three and a half wins, four wins. They won four games with Deshaun last year. I mean. That's about right. At least a bad taste in my mouth. Honestly, just looking like this, being the gambler, usually you don't, you just have to keep scrolling down. You know, you're just scrolling and scrolling, and you start seeing, you know, bangles and teams like that. And then you're thinking, wow, are they are they that bad? But then you go look at that roster. and Yes. Yes, they are. They are. Then you look at coaching, and you think, well, maybe maybe they're heading in another direction. Maybe, maybe there's a start of something special. And then you look at the antique that they got. You hired a coach that nobody else wanted that's never done it before. But he's a yes man. He is. He sure is. That's what they needed. That's That's what what Easterby needed. He didn't need someone that was going to take the the cover off and say, this is the guy that we need to get rid of in this organization. If you were to bring in the enemy, you bring in someone like that from, from one of these organizations that are used to winning that's the first thing they would have done. They would have started looking around and saying, what the hell does he do? 
You know? Yes, I do know. No, dude, look, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a big concern. Being a Texans fan is really hard these days. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to get to it before this break is over, but I also want to talk to you. Deshaun Watson found a way to upset me again. 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 To where now I'm just kind of like, whatever, dude. I, I don't even care. You know, I, I'm almost just like, just leave. Get, get us some draft picks. So, and, and the big thing, and I'll just get into it real quick. Here's why. Ian Rappaport was on with Rich Eisen the other day, just a couple days ago this week. He said he's still privately hearing that Deshaun has no intentions of showing up and playing for the Texans this year. <laughs> After all this mess, all that he still, He should be out there right now. I, I know. I, that, I was just like, what? Because everybody's thinking you got to show up because you're going to need that money to pay your attorney. He's and, still playing this card. And he's still playing this card. And I'm just like, really? The, the Texans still not good enough for you. Doesn't, doesn't plan on playing for the Texans. Showing, I at least thought, like, you screwed the Texans, so you're going to at least have to play some games this year, the ones that you're not suspended for, and then we'll you know, try and trade you in the offseason next year. But the thought that he's still thinking about maybe not showing up for camp after this mess, I'm like, dude, Deshaun, what are you doing, man? It's like a bad relationship that you give one more chance to, and then you get back together, and then you're like, you know, I'll attend the family functions now, your family fun. I'll go wash your car a little bit. You're doing you're doing the extra things because you know you're on, yeah. you're on thin ice. Yes. You know, you were the one that messed up a relationship. Maybe maybe you took off with her sister and she forgave you. Now you come back, now you're washing the car. Yep. You're doing everything. You take I mean, you're taking the kids to do whatever. I mean, you're doing everything you possibly can. That's what Deshaun should be right now. He should be outside of energy, handing out water, uh, giving out jerseys. You know, giving out free sandwiches from his place, free for subs, lefties. free yeah. subs for, for for everyone. You know that honestly, that's the card he should. If he's still playing this, I don't. I mean, does he really think that he's not guilty in in any form? Does he think that he didn't break anything? Like anything, anything? That's what's starting to concern me a little bit. Is you know, even if all these allegations are false, there's still some questionable decision-making going on here with, you know, hooking up with your masseuses and allegedly. But, I mean, his lawyer came out and said that happened. So I don't know if we have to say allegedly with that anymore. So, I mean, just this bad decision-making over and over and over again, your trade value is gone to next to nothing. And now you're still talking about not showing up. And that's according to, to Ian Rappaport, but he's a pretty reliable NFL guy. How crazy would it have been if Casario... In, in the Texans organization would have got a deal done and then everything broke. It, like a serial looks like a, you know, like a genius, you know, we throw a statue of them up, you know, like, I know because but, you, I don't think you even get, I'm not going to say half, but maybe 60% of the haul that you could have got at one point. At one point, I mean, teams were talking about five first round, you, yeah, you know, you two were, starters and you, three first rounders, the two second round, your MLS and, team. If you have a team in your city, you're giving them up too. you know, yes. you're giving up everything for Watson. Now, all of a sudden you come into the table and the, and the Texans are sitting down and, and, and being like, what can, what, what can we do? We talked about this in our sports map video the other day. If you got offered two first round picks for him right now, you'd take it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that's, that's how much it has changed. Ask me that three months or four months ago, you know, you've just, been like, hell no, we're talking four at least. Yeah. Look how much it's changed, and we I don't know if we talked about this last week, but before we go to break, keep in mind, guys, that even if the Texans had a deal in place to trade Deshaun, like four first-round picks or whatever, if they would have taken the Carolina Panthers' offer you know, you know, a month or so ago before all this news broke, keep in mind that the first lawsuit got announced on social media on the 16th of March, and that was Tony Busby putting that on Instagram. The 17th was the new league year. 
And that's when transactions can become official. Like you can have a trade in place, but it can't become official until the new league year on the 17th. So this lawsuit came out a day before that. So even if Casario had this nice package deal ready to go for Deshaun, the other team could have been like, hey, Mr. Roger Goodell, uh, now we got a bunch of sexual assault lawsuits. You're trying to catch somebody yeah. that doesn't know the news yet. Like, yeah, we want to hold up. Don't push this thing through. We want to do a little more investigating before we make this deal official. So even if Casario had pulled off this great deal, it may not even have gone through. When we get back, I'm going to give you the biggest, one of the biggest flexes of all time, in my opinion. If you say that you've done this in your life, you check off the bucket list and you can call it a good life. You just ride off into the sunset. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5. For sports is ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 713-780-3776. That's the spot. About 40 minutes left here on Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. This weather is playing into our hand. You said you were out of patio uh, for the first time. Yeah. How did it feel? It was amazing. I mean, it, it's just been months and months and months since I'd you know, gone to a restaurant, sat on a patio, had a margarita. It was great. In the weather was just beautiful yesterday, so I'm excited, man. And that's why I'm ready to get back to games. Nice to have the vaccination, that's for sure. Team Vax, if you're a Team Vax that celebrated with us over on uh, on Friday, I guess again, shout out to you. I see everyone still talking about it on here, but uh, let me get you uh, to, to to some hustle here. We always talk about getting money on bets and, and whatnot. Here, I'm gonna tell you another way you can make some money, or at least try to. A Japanese man was arrested after dating 35 women at the same time in a bid to get birthday presents. This guy was a genius. Check <laughs> this out. Takashi Miyagawa, a part-time worker, is being investigated for allegedly defrauding dozens of women by pretending he was serious about each of the relationships and receiving hundreds of pounds worth of gifts from them. I started first. First thing that came to mind, I was thinking, man, me being dumb just... I was like, man, his birthday or whatever that day, he was just getting tons of stuff. Well, no, he was even smarter. He had him spaced out. So he was getting a constant stream of money coming in. Well, that's that's looked down upon. And now they're uh there's there's they're trying to get, press charges on him and whatnot or get him get him some kind of criminal charges behind this because basically he was he was catfishing him into into thinking that it was something that it wasn't. Man, how does how do you actually win that transaction? I mean as the guy, I feel like you always end up having to pay for dinners and, and presents, you know, for your significant other. And he, how many, like 30 something women, something like, you got to figure, I know he's getting gifts, but at some point he's probably picking up some dinners, right? You're not, or, you, yeah. You're not, now you got to pick up, say you don't have to pick up all 35, say your odds that half of the, half of the women that you're dating are like, you know what? I don't care. I'll pay. Yeah. You still got to pay 17. Yeah. <laughs> So how do you come out a winner in this? Those must be some really good gifts. One 47-year-old woman said that she thought his birthday was the 22nd. She ended up talking to one of the other, I guess, victims. She thought it was on July. So it was all over the place. It just, I don't know. How, how do you find the time? 
see, that's the thing too. I, remember we had a guy we did a story about where he had like two, a police officer, right? He had like two wives and like three fiancés and like, and four girlfriends. Like we did a story about him a few months ago and you're just like, how does that even work? I, I don't know. It's amazing to be, but maybe now with, you know, COVID things have been weird the last year or so. So, you know, maybe if you're not out and about, it's easier to not get caught. Speaking of not getting caught, that leads me to the biggest flex of all time that I teased. Not getting caught smoking in the White House might be a big flex because Snoop dropped his 18th studio album. 18th album. Just stop right there. 18 albums for Snoop. I started thinking the other day, just, uh, you know, we're getting old and now we're seeing a lot of these people pass away, or like artists and, and whatnot and actors and whoever, just stars that we grew up. What happens the day Snoop goes? Like, like that's he, he's like worldwide right i mean it's it's a, it's a big deal the day snoop he he's like a prince you know like to, honestly i mean we're talking about snoop here you could you could put snoop up with any artist as far as just his image and, and what he he brings to the table that's snoop yeah I mean, he's an icon he's the, the 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 uh the guest icon judge or whatever he's not really a judge but he's like the helper on the voice he was on last week you know and all these i mean these are young 20 year old singers and they walk in and snoop's in the room and they're like what you know they they can't believe it i hope he's like willie nelson man to where he just like keeps smoking and lives until he's like 90 you know that would be awesome does willie nelson have his own lungs like at that <laughs> at that pace that he smoked either way snoop's album dropped on 420 no way the streets to the sweets and in there it's a song called gang sings and on that song he says quote still sipping gin and juice while i'm smoking marijuana i bet you never blew with obama <laughs> So then ah. now one's starting to connect to another. And if you go back to 2014, there was a, a, a post in the or the Washington Post had an article about Snoop where he had allegedly smoked weed in the White House when he went. Then he made an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live, at which point he, he admitted that he went in the restroom and he was smoking in the White House. So would Snoop be one to make this uh, lyric, these lyrics not having any truth to it, or did he really smoke weed with Obama? I don't know if Obama partook, but if Snoop came over to my house, would I be surprised if he's lighting up in my bathroom? Like, no, it's Snoop. Like, I'd be surprised if he didn't. Are you you just let him light up on 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 uh, demand? <laughs> it's Snoop at my house. What do I care? When it, when is that ever going to happen again? Or how many times do you hear the phrase people say? I don't even smoke weed, but if it was with Snoop, I would smoke or like Willie Nelson. Right. It's that's that story to tell, right? For the rest of your life, you'd have that story. It'd be totally worth it. And you know, speaking of Willie, wasn't there that urban legend that he he smoked weed on like uh, at the White House, like on the roof or something like that? So that's another urban yeah. legend. Which uh, sometimes you think there's got to be some truth to these. Well, either way, I started digging into it. Well, would Obama smoke? I didn't even know Obama was smoking cigarettes while he was in the White House. I ended up finding down that rabbit hole. He said he could. He consumed eight to ten cigarettes daily while in the White House. He would sneak off himself. Yeah, he would find whatever, whatever you know, corner nobody was was gonna find him at. But cigarette smoke, anyone out there, you know, you can't hide that smoke. A smoker, you you smell him when he walks in the room. Oh yeah, you know right away. He said he ended up. I forget who smelt it on his breath, and that was when he really started kind of overthinking things because it was just. It just, I guess he felt some type of way about being caught. Well, yeah, I mean, th I think he was, I think it was the family that busted him, right? You know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to quit. And, you know, he get caught. You're right, though. Like, 
everybody tries that trick with cigarettes where you're putting on cologne and you're washing your hands and you're, you know, that, that doesn't work with cigarettes, <laughs> especially like, work. like it does not work or you'll get a rental car or something. And then you think that they could smoke cigarettes in them and they spray something. Yeah. No, that's going to be that fee that they, they hold your card for. It's going to hit you for about $699 for the smoking. that same thing in, in hotel rooms though. Nowadays, yeah. like you're not supposed to smoke. I was just in Vegas and they even have the sign now before when I'd go, and before, okay, when Vegas, when 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 weed was medical, but you can, when I say medical, I went there one year. This is years back, and I was like, medical. I wonder how hard that is to get. You call a number. I mean, they had, I guess, plenty of them though. But these dudes pulled up in a suburban, an extended suburban, right? They pulled up to where you tell them you're at, wherever you're at. They pull up, they open it up. And, and, and it had speakers everywhere. It had TVs, right? And it's banging. Boom, boom, boom. I think it was like ludicrous playing. I'll never forget. I'm looking. I'm like, do I even get in? You know, I'm sitting on the street just waiting for them. And then this thing pulls up. And I'm thinking that it's going to be like some kind of like, you know, some kind of doctor stuff. Well, yeah, there is a doctor. He's sitting in the back in the pilot seat like this. He's got, he's got a stethoscope and everything. And I'm looking. And then they're like, get in. So they let me sit. I get in the back. And they were like, they had the pilot chairs. I'll never forget. So I sit like in the left one next to the window. Then they just asked me a few questions. The doctor's just kind of listening. And they have like a reception. He's like, Get, this is all in the back. In of- a van. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> the guy's like, uh, do you suffer from? And then he just named like eight things real fast. He didn't even wait. He's like, anxiety, you know. Lack of hunger, blah, 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 blah. And before he even, you just say, you even don't even get yes out of your mouth. You're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, sign him up. Doctor looks and he's like, I think he even maybe tapped for a reflex on my knee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sign him up. All of a sudden, they pulled out a camera. It all happened simultaneously. As soon as they, they're like, yeah, you're like, I'm freaking out. I ain't going to lie. I'm, I'm in there like, all right, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, they put they pull out a camera and it's like real, it was like the TV, like a real bright flash i'm just like and then like, just give us a second and then all of a sudden they put out a, lam- a laminator they even had the laminator they print they, they put they print out my thing they laminate it and then they hand it to me really yeah and then they tell you do you want do you want us to drop you off at the dispensary <laughs> i promise you this is true story i'm sitting there in this thing like what in the world was that guy even a doctor <laughs> like, i, I don't think he was a doctor couldn't all our other government agencies be be more efficient like that oh my god <laughs> but not all of them <laughs> you'd have some bootleg stuff going down the way that went down if they if they were doing vaccines like yeah. that you know they pull up in the town and country you know just and you get in and then all of a sudden they you don't know what you're getting uh, again that day i don't even know if that doctor's alive the way these guys were living i'm telling you that the music was playing all we needed was a stripper pole in the middle of that thing and it would have been a full party i i appreciate it sure I mean, it worked I kept thinking maybe this is bootleg. Like you know, you're like, is this even real? This card? And then they dropped me off, and 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 I, I was like, man, can y'all just like wait? Because I didn't want to get stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, right? I'm in Vegas. I'm just. <laughs> then all of a sudden, they, they, the guy walks me to the door, and he's just like, another one. <laughs> I think they even high fived. They high fived each other. Like we got another one. Hit the switch. They opened the door, and I'm I'm in, dude. That, I'm impressed. That is some efficient selling. I'm impressed. I remember that story. Yeah, that was a good point. That was a lot of smoke ago. <laughs> this is Moneyline ESPN 97.5. When it comes to sports betting, sportsmapbets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more. Sports Map Bets has all the info you need to make the best play. SportsMapBets.com.
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Just talking on the... Uh, on the the flex scene, right? We talked about did Snoop flex on everyone by saying that he might have smoked weed with Obama, but then he's admitted that he smoked in the White House before in the restroom. Well, here's another flex that went wrong. One Chad Johnson, aka Ocho Cinco, go ahead and he tries to flex and he posts a screenshot of of, of a conversation between his daughter and or him and his daughter and. uh it's basically she asked him to go get a pair of shoes from the mall where he comes back with the, you know, you need to work for your stuff like I did, blah, blah, blah. Well, the one thing that gets caught out from this whole thing is he tells her I, whenever I was, you know, I used to have to catch the bus to school, then went to football practice, caught the bus to McDonald's for a six hour shift. All while I maintained a 2.2 GPA. I'm like. All right, let me stop right there. Let me go to Google real quick. And let, let me look at my GPA game. So I looked up 2.2. My man was averaging a 73 to a 76. Is this what you throw in into a, a flex whenever you're trying to uh, tell your daughter, you know, that, that she has to work hard for things, you know, and that you were doing it? He should have added at least a one, you know. He, no one's going to know. <laughs> throw a 3.2 on there. The Internet is roasting him though they said uh maintaining a 2.2 if anything you ever need to further prove haha just just people saying ocho sex uh, ocho cinco flexes his own 2.2 gpa to his kid i don't even want to talk to my kid today uh no nah, homie you didn't maintain that 2.2 it maintained itself <laughs> just the internet's letting him have it at which point just sometimes we get too i mean i trust me i post it over my kids all the time and, and i caught myself like I don't think I would have done that. Two point two. You you add to that, right? You you add to that six hour shift. You you make it a twelve hour shift. I worked twelve hours. It was a three point two point two GPA, and I still made it. It sounds better that way. The two point two explains why he wound up at community college before he got to Oregon State. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> he needed a bridge. He when she brings that up, he, he's like, "Baby, I, we all got. We all need that bridge to get to another point. It's not where you start. It's where you end up." <laughs> and explains why they said, remember, when he, uh, the, the Patriots couldn't make him football smart. Remember they said? Yeah. They said he's a hell of an athlete. Remember, whenever I heard him going there, I was like, man, that's going to be big time. You know, I thought it was going to be like how Moss when he went, you know, just when you heard Moss there, you're thinking big time. Mm-hmm. They said he wasn't football smart enough to go out there. That means that he was just such an exceptional athlete t- that he made it look fantastic. Those option routes were not friendly to Ocho Cinco. Apparently... He could not figure those out because that's part of that Patriots thing, right? Is you and the quarterback have to know based on the coverage, you, you know, you run a slant here or based on this coverage, it's a go route. And that never worked for Chad. You know, he really struggled with New England. And it's fun. there's all these tweets here, you know, people looking at themselves in the mirror saying, you will maintain a 2.2 GPA and work at McDonald's. Like, those are the career goals here. I'm, I, I didn't remember if it was a 5.0 scale or 4.0. So I, I went straight to Google and I saw 73, 76. Like, where, where are we going with this? You know, I even have to – I add stuff onto now with my daughter. Hopefully she's not – if she – turn off the radio, wife, and then turn it off. I have to I have to add things to the stories I tell her now, you know. 
it, you know, I, I used to run three miles, you know, just, yeah. just to hype her up. And then, and then she catches me at times like, that's not what you said last time. <laughs> These kids are too smart nowadays. But for him to post it, man, that just made it even more work. And, and to be honest, I didn't even know he went to community college till Dell just said that. So yeah. that, ex- that explains everything. Yeah, it did. And Chad was one of those guys that he was a really good player, but he didn't run a blazing fast 40. But remember, he kind of played it up like he was super fast. Wasn't there that thing where he like raced a like a, a racehorse <laughs> or something? You know, like he was kind of like a four five guy. He was more of a great route runner, not not a not a burner. But man, nobody's done a you know a better job of hyping themselves up with Chad. I mean, remember back in the day, he'd be sending uh, like Pepto Bismol to the corners that had to cover him. You <laughs> know, because I'm going to make you sick. That seems all like day. a lifetime ago yeah. though. And then he had his little legal troubles, and it kind of took him off that 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 that. I guess category we had him in because yeah. you had him in a certain category that it was, you didn't look at him like as an aggressive person like that, more of a, I don't know. Jokester kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a jokester kind of guy. And then you saw that, but not even to get too far into that. But yeah, I just, I thought it was funny. As funny as, uh, check this one out. You go to jail, 12, you serve 14 months and it was dismissed. So you, you get out feeling a certain type of way. Like, I knew I was innocent. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I was in. I just wasted fourteen months of my life, and then you get a four thousand dollar bill from the jail saying, "This is what you owe us for that." What for that stay? Almost like, almost like this thing is a hotel motel. <laughs> According to the laws in in the state of Kentucky, they can do that, and that's what a man's having to fight now. Um, just four thousand dollar bill, basically fourteen months worth of jail. This is what you owe us. That's crazy. I'm, th- I'm thinking when you get out of jail, they usually check your, your belongings. They give you, yeah. Hey man, I know that. I know this was eighteen dollars. I know this is thirteen now. You know, there's a five missing here. <laughs> well, he said that they took his two fifty six that he had on him as well, and they put that towards the four thousand dollar bill. So when he was arrested fourteen months prior to that, he had two hundred and fifty six dollars. Now he owes four thousand minus two fifty six. No. <laughs> You're charging of, me four grand for a grilled cheese sandwich that had to heat up on the radiator, in which I was never <laughs> guilty yes. though. Like that—that's that, the lead here. Yeah, that too. Like right? if you were never guilty, sometimes you see these guys. I'll never understand that these guys that are. It's like I think Trey the Truth just got someone got their 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 sentence lifted or whatever. It was. Just this guy, I think he served like. I mean, it was my like almost twenty years. Oof. You know, you're serving, and then they get out, and and they give them like X amount of what. What kind of amount of money would you have to give me to make 15 years in prison to where you get out and you're thinking, you know, a million? Does a million make up for a 10-year sentence that you didn't, that you fought the whole time? At what point do people quit? Like, once you're in jail 15, 20 years, you see something like this. They couldn't figure out in the first 15, then all of a sudden more evidence came in. Like, where was that evidence? Like Before. Like, and you probably still had to pay all those legal fees when you lost the first time around. So you definitely want all that money back. But look, this stuff happens sometimes, man. There are actually, there's jokes about it, but there are innocent people in prison. It happens. Uh, Tiger King. Yeah. He's innocent. (laughs) Get him out. I'm like, man, now we're going too far. You know, like once we start throwing people like him into this, I see these other guys and it's like, this guy got charged for for marijuana, but he was on probation. They gave him 12 years. They're thinking, oh, no, that's messed up. But Tiger King, keep him locked up. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And one other thing that I'm trying to ruffle feathers here on a Sunday morning. What if I told you that you can only eat four pounds of red meat a year? 
Ooh. And I know you're trying to cut your red meat consumption yep. down. That's still a little drastic. That's still very drastic. And, and it's hard to even just limit it to red meat a couple times a week is hard. But I'm, I'm just not going to have Whataburger anymore. Like, so, so why is this the case? What's going on here? Uh, according to, uh, and not to get political, and by means, I'm not that guy. I'm just about, once you start talking about red meat and things that are going to affect me, like hamburger consumption, then, then, I'm, then I'm listening. Well, according to Biden, and, and, and I didn't even get into what exactly it is, but climate change and, and, and things to help out emissions and whatnot, there's a plan set in place that if things are done properly and things are cut down, like, for example, the way that red meat is consumed, um, it will help out by the year 2030. Emissions will be cut down from like 52 or uh, up to 50, 52 percent. Either way, though, to do this, it is advised that Americans quit consuming so much red meat approximately 90% of the red meat um, by 2030 to make this happen. Well, once you make break down all the math, what does that mean? It breaks down to, they say maybe, maybe, maybe one hamburger a month, four pounds of red meat a year. There's someone listening to us right now with, with four pounds of red meat on the grill right now. Yes. I mean, we talked about this before the show. I bet Joey Chestnut could take down a four pound burrito. <laughs> Joey Chestnut like had a heart 15 attack. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I, I got to think all the, we're in Texas, right? The barbecue people have to be like, what are we talking about? You know how I much mean, money we Kobo's make off a piss. Bris- yeah. Kobo's is piss. You know how much money we make off a brisket? <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> think about that aspect. <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. Like, I, just, I mean, it just, it just stuns me because it's, it's like thinking, okay, for me, four pounds. Now you go to these gourmet like burger places and it's like, do you want the two pound patty? You know, the yeah. do you want that extra pound and a half patty? You start you start thinking life over like, I, I got eight months left in this calendar year. <laughs> you know, just just things like that, man. That just leave you not that it's 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 a make or break it thing. I doubt that anyone's ever gonna listen to this or or the most of the of the American population, but. Joe, once you start messing with the red meat, especially here in Texas, you <laughs> yeah. said like yeah. it, it barbecue. It, I'm eating three pounds of bar. I mean, how, how much brisket are we ordering here? I mean, what a normal, what about a half pound is about what they normally give you a quarter or a half pound with each, like a quarter pound burger. You know, yeah. like I've I've graduated to maybe two of them at times. Yeah, you know, now now. I've, now I can't eat for three months. Red meat. <laughs> I got a birthday coming up. I better not have that this month. Yeah. You know, like someone's making hamburger helper right now. They're like, let's let me make a, a quarter of the portion. All those impossible burgers are about to get a lot more popular. If that becomes the case, Kobo's. Do you know anything about impossible burgers? <laughs> impossible brisket. I can't imagine that would be very good. I bet it would be dry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> impossible brisket. Yeah. I, the first person to master that one. Is going to make a lot of money. Yeah, if they can make it actually taste good. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, have you tried any of the impossible stuff? I haven't. Like, I've heard the like the the oils and all the stuff they actually use for some of that isn't all that healthy for you. It's so, like the diet, the, like the diet coke that isn't yeah. that great to you because it's worse probably. Probably, yeah. The, where the real thing might actually not be as bad for you is is all those different kind of oils and chemicals you're using in those, but. I mean, almost every restaurant has them now. But I saw a Burger King one, man, and I just had to look at it to know it looked it looked pale. If that makes sense, it yeah. looked. I don't know if it was undercooked, too cooked, you know, because I don't know what the what the color of of impossible meat turns, yeah. you know. What's it supposed to look? like? Yeah, so I just kind of looked at it for a while and just thought to myself, like, I don't even know if this is cooked. It's yeah. it smelled funny. It, like I said, it looked pale. 
It looked grayish. You know, just I don't. I'm not doing no Impossible Burger. I'm not doing Impossible Brisket. I want that 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 Bedia, the ones that that Kobos cooks up every Tuesday um, for the people. Shout out to my man. Shout out to everyone on Twitch hanging out. We have one segment left here on Monday Line ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. Please have I. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Last segment of Moneyline before we leave you in the hands of this beautiful Sunday and that barbecue and those four pounds of red meat that everyone says that's on the grill already. I know, right? My buddy just texted in. Joey said, I've had vegan burnt ends that were smoked. He said they were incredible. So maybe some of this is decent. I don't know. You, tell your friend if he's being held hostage to press one right now because I don't <laughs> believe that's him. Welcome back to Moneyline. Before we get out of here, we have to talk just a split second about the UFC card that was last night. UFC 261. Jacksonville Arena with the fans back in the building. It felt different. It, it sounded different. Yeah. It, just, it was a different feel. Three title fights, and I just want to talk about those just real briefly. Valentina Shevchenko, nothing to get there, nothing to get to really what we knew. Um, round two TKO dominated. Uh, that's the things that were known in the night, the things that we expected. What we didn't expect, what was happening in the, in the final two, the co-main event. Wiley Zhang, Rose, Namajunas. Catchers are, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see this, Josh. They're just, they're, they're real close, just a kick to the bam, just out cold. She takes the belt. Then in the final, uh, in the final fight, Kamara Usman and uh, game-bred Jorge Masvidal, same thing that we thought would happen, but many thought it was going to go to decision. Usman re-hold or, or holds on to the title, but something crazy along the line here. One of the best knockouts I've seen in a long time, Usman cleans his clock out, leaves Masvidal just laying out on the ground in his in his town. You know, he's from Florida. That's that's where he's from. I mean, it just it just even when he got on the mic after he, the first thing he said, he just all my family. This is the place I'm from, and this is the way I did it. He just felt bad, but those three things went down. Three title fights. Usman holds on to the belt. Rose Namajunas takes the belt. Shevchenko with retains the title, but before that, we saw devastation we saw a horrific injury and that happened to chris weidman uriah hall the kick i was going to say hurt around the world the kick felt around the world the first guy to win a fight without even having to throw a punch a strike they the 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 ref call you know fight they go out there they're about to square up weidman throws a kick hits him in the leg at which point his i don't even know how to describe it his leg it he kicks a man, and, and it basically breaks to where it wrapped around Uriah Hall's leg. It just snapped. He tries to take a step back, his first step back after kicking, and his whole leg just wobbles. It's just done. The crazy thing about all this is if we remember Anderson Silva, the spider, one of the best, one of the goats of, of UFC, he messed up, broke his leg, in, 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 or, or you know shattered his leg in the same way against Weidman. Hmm. Out of all things. 
the guys yesterday calling the fights, Joe Rogan came out and said, I think I've only seen this three times in my life in, 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 in my, in that, that a big kick that, that, well, right before the Weidman fight, Jimmy Crute, he got kicked and his leg fell asleep. He tries to go out there and fight in, in the, in, in Herb Dean's like in the middle and, and he's trying to go out there and fight like a gladiator and he can't, his leg's just wobbly. Everyone's telling him, like, man, that, there's no way that guy can fight. Yeah. You leave that, and then Chris Weidman comes out. People are still remembering what just happened to, to Jimmy Crute. And, and then all of a sudden, Weidman comes out and just kick, bah, just, I'll show you in a second. It's just, it's one of those things that you watch one time and then you turn away and you're thinking, I don't, and then you look one more time with like one eye, just, just let me see one more time. And then you just never look at it again. So one of those injuries, I know everyone on uh, Twitch wanted to get to it. If you have anything to say, uh, 713-70-3776 before we get out of here. But just a, a wonderful night. Great to see the fans back in the building. Um, I guess uh, we got what we wanted for the most part. Knockouts in all the three last fights. Uh, it, it ended. All the three fights ended early. But you just hate to, to the, the one thing that comes out of all this that people are going to remember, man, is, is a shattered leg. Oof. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often, right. to tell you the truth. Right, yeah. because you, you figure when they kick and they check, they, they lift their knee, you, you figured. That's why uh, Conor McGregor came out and said that maybe there was something already going on with that leg because it was a routine kick. It wasn't like he pulled back just some – It was a, he came out there. No, no, no strikes had been thrown yet, yeah. so you're filling your opponent out. You're getting your distance. You throw it, bam, it just snapped. It just – yeah, it, it's like smashing somebody's face with a little jab or something. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like a haymaker type of thing where you're like, it's just, it's a fluke. Flimsy Cherry says it, it looked worse than Silva's, in his opinion. Uh, and I agree. My wife said the same exact thing, those same exact words. It was like, man, that was worse. Just the way it went down, it just it just looked bad. And it was just kind of silent in the arena for a little bit. Just uh, just terrible to see those kind of things. I'm I'm real uh, weak stomach guy. I've always been that guy. So I turned, I watched it. I even posted it, and I didn't even watch it when I was when I was taping it on my phone to people, uh, you know, for the Twitter. Uh, I didn't even look. I'm like, uh oh, like who Dana, Dana White's coming after your Twitter account? Then hey, he will <laughs> he will show up. He said he will show up to your house, and he said he had surveillance cameras out. And I mean, come on, and people are still bootlegging it. Of course they are. I will say you have seen this. They've done a nice job, you know, during throughout the course of the pandemic of, you know, getting back to normal and having fights. And, and like you said, it was a big crowd, right? One of the first times we've seen a sporting event with a, a sold out crowd in quite some time. Let's just put in perspective what you just said right now and, and, and look at that. We'll talk about this from years. Just think about that. The UFC created a fight island. Yes. <laughs> oh, we can't we can't fight here. We can't fight on the other side of the world. Well, then we'll figure out a way to do this. Yeah. It takes money for sure to be able to get a fight island, but it takes a lot of courage. Like for Dana White to say, you know what? We're making this happen. We're going to get fans here. That that was huge to make the first one. Oh, we'll do it in Florida then. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to go to Houston. They're coming here to Houston. Oh, y'all are going to allow fans? We'll be there. It's smart. And remember, he kind of buddied up with Trump. You know, like, you know, he's one of Trump's supporters. And when they were trying to get this going, he was talking to Trump, like, how how can we make this work? And a lot of it's testing, right? You know, they, they did a lot of testing. They paid for the testing. And, and that's that's how we've all been able to make it work. The, you know, the last half a year is lots of testing. That uh, Fight Island reminded me like a Mortal Kombat. You, yeah. know, you know, they were out there just on an island. I just, how's this going to work? And for the most part, some of those cards almost fell apart when it first started. It, there was, you know, two or three fighters that were going down with COVID. Do we have a feeling? No, we're in Fight Island. Yeah. You know, we're not in Vegas. We're like, hey, fly fly someone in real quick. Yeah. Like, 
we're in Fight Island. Like, there's a, there's like I think there was like a six seven day period that they had to quarantine. Yeah, and then they had to sit in their hotel room for like three days after that. Like, no no contact with you. It was a process, but they went out. They did it. It was great to see the fans in there yesterday. The noise from everyone, just everything. It's it's we're getting back to normalcy. Thank God. You know, we're finally getting back to we can go to sporting events and watch what we love, man. It's we've earned it. It's been a tough year. Thank God that you decide to listen to us every single Sunday. It's been a, a harsh year, right? It's been yeah. a harsh few months, but we try to get in here. We try to get you on the right side of things. We try to get you ready for this NFL draft. Hopefully we did that today. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Signing off for Josh Jordan. That's Dell. I'm Jerry Poe. Peace. ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back after this break.